This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. You're listening to The One Thing Podcast. I'm Sarah Hendricks. On April 1st, The One Thing book turns nine. Can you believe that we'll be celebrating nine years of helping people discover their lead domino, prioritizing what matters most, and most importantly, helping people achieve extraordinary results? To celebrate this momentous occasion, we're looking back at our top nine favorite podcast episodes. You'll hear from special guests like Susan Scott, Justin Donald, and of course, the co-authors of the book, Gary Keller and Jay Papazan. So without further ado, please enjoy episode number nine, How to Succeed in Health, Relationships, and Money. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. With all that's going on, a lot of us have been facing challenges. Some of us, our health routines have been disrupted. For many of us, our relationships have been strained. And for a lot of our financial worlds, they've been rocked with all that's going on. How do you succeed in health, in your relationships, and with your money, with so much uncertainty that's going on? What you're going to hear today was part of our One Thing monthly webinar. Usually, once a month, we sit down with a best-selling author whose book is aligned with The One Thing to introduce you to their book. This month, however, we realized the one thing we could do to serve you at the highest level was to actually feature some of you, our members. You're going to hear stories of two different groups, one of a husband and wife couple who have gone on a journey of transforming their health, transforming their wealth, and transforming their relationships. And then you're going to hear from another woman, a corporate attorney who has really leveraged our goal-setting principles to not only maintain a thriving career this year, but make sure that she's showing up as a wife and as a mother first. Both of these people have been featured on the podcast before. Matt has been featured in episode 237 and Casey was featured in episode 186. So as you listen to their stories in this one, if you're going, wow, I would love to hear their origin story. For Matt, go back to episode 237 and for Casey, go back to episode 186. Now this webinar was also a little bit unique in that we divided it into two sections. The first was interviews of interviewing Matt and Melinda and then Casey. And then we shifted to implementation, how you can actually implement the things that they have implemented over the past several years to achieve these results, how you can do that for yourself right now with our virtual goal setting retreat. If you would like to learn more about the One Thing Goal Setting Retreat, you can go to theonething.com slash setmygoals. November 14th and 15th is our couples goal setting retreat. So it is specifically focused on couples. And the following weekend is specifically focused on individuals and teams. At this retreat, you will identify what your top three core values are so that you can have more purpose as you move forward. You'll get clarity on a vision for your life someday from now. You'll get clear on five-year goals and align with that vision and the goals that you need to focus on this next year that put you in alignment with your five-year and your someday vision. And you'll then be able to put a really simple plan in place. And you'll be able to do it from the comfort of your home. You can learn more about that by going to theonething.com slash set my goals. The reason you want to do this right now is because our early bird pricing is expiring on September 30th. That means October 1st, the prices go up. So you do not want to wait. It's literally a matter of days based on the time that this went out that you have to secure your savings. So go to the onething.com slash setmygoals right now. With that, let's get into this episode with Matt and Melinda Plummer and Casey Gosell. 
we've been in relationship with you guys for for several years now. And you know, back in it was episode two thirty seven of the One Thing podcast, Matt. We we really featured you in terms of your story. Why don't you take us back to what life was like prior to the One Thing? Yeah, so you know, two thousand and twelve is really when we both kind of had our our, our rock bottom moment as a relationship, and uh, where that culminated was uh, I was three hundred pounds. I was an alcoholic. I was an addictive sports gambler. Uh, smoked one to two packs, packs of cigarettes a day, in and out of fast food drive-throughs, making good money. Had no time. Uh, I was simply a hundred percent trading time for money, twenty-four-seven, and that led us to uh, the counselor's couch. Melinda was on one end upset. I was on the other end thinking it was all her fault. The counselor's telling me it's not her fault. Um, and so, you know, we were just at a really dark moment um, back in 2012. And fast forward, I made a, I made a few decisions. Melinda, obviously, with her encouragement and prayer, um, I lost 100 pounds in 11 months and uh, got exposed to entrepreneurship. 2014 came around. We were starting to make really good money. And um, unfortunately, we hit our second rock bottom moment when we realized we were a half a million dollars in debt, $551,000 of consumer and mortgage debt that really sent us on the next journey and uh, the path of mastery to where did we spend our money? How were we spending our money? Where were we making our money? And that led us to the lead domino, which was simply doing a budget. Um, I remember our very first budget in February of 2014. And over the next 40 months, we eliminated $551,000 of debt. So I'm curious, uh, Melinda, give us a little background on you other than you just being a saint. <laughs> well, it took a lot of prayer too. So as Matt mentioned too, um, we had actually been down this road um, with another network marketing company years ago. And of course, like you mentioned, we were on office in some couch. You know, our marriage wasn't well, our health was complacent. And, um, you know, one day I just kind of, you know, mentioned it to him too. And we came together and decided like, hey, if we're going to do this. We need to do it together. We need to support each other. So um, we started, of course, with our health. You know, he lost 100 pounds. I began competing in fitness, which I did for six years, finally went pro. So we kept each other accountable, which I think is very important in the relationship. And, of course, got our finances in um in spectrum and got that under control because that was completely out of control so um it was just chipping away a little bit at the time and it took us coming together with communication and getting on the same page to mm -hmm. bring us to now oftentimes when we sit down with couples there is um one person who's the goal setter and there's one person that's like i'm i'm not a goal setter both of you would consider yourself to be goal setters yet there was still a disconnect. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so I would definitely put my 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 foot forward as the goal setter, as the implementer on the daily, on the weekly, on the monthly, where Melinda was goal set more annually. This was a every December 30th, 31st type of thing. It was an hour on the couch and it was December 30th. You know, I look at goal setting and it's like we are knocking out this entire four-day weekend and this is gonna be fantastic. And so that's kind of where we were. And so, you know, that, uh, that goal setting on the annual basis, you know, even though I had my, my goals as from a business, they never really came all together because it was just for that brief moment of time where they were in a book and that book might've gotten looked at three times a year. And so when I got into the one thing framework and really started leading into that, as I got into real estate and then coaching and all of it, 
other businesses where, you know, the priorities really need to start and the dominoes needed to align. I started introducing the framework to Melinda to where it started to expand her view of time. That really allowed a lot of these things to, to catch up. And I would second that too. I think that's absolutely correct because we, we used to goal set, you know, annually. And it was always at the 11th hour, you know, getting it done, trying to get it in. And with going to the one thing and being introduced to that, with, with Matt, I was able to forward things. And rather than just looking inside the box, think outside the box. Like, okay, let's look at where we're going to be at five years. Let's look at where our goals are going to be in 10 years. So it did give us a little bit more insight as to where we should be and where our goals should mm-hmm. be. And how many years ago was your first time coming to the retreat? Uh, we came in 2018. That was 18. How was that different from the way you had set goals before? You know, I think it was around, you know, when we started asking different questions. And I'll never forget when we were in that moment and in the room where, you know, we look at personal goals and business goals. And Melinda reached over, looked at me, and she said, I really don't have any business goals. She's, you know, been in the corporate space. And that's obviously not something that is talked about in the corporate environment. You know, that if you're not in a production or a, you know, individual contributor role, they just don't talk about goals. And so, you know, I think it was one, it was eye-opening, two, it was frustrating. And, you know, that being in the framework in the, in the room allowed her the comfort to just say, okay, I'm going to keep leaning into this because I know that there's something. And we just kept, you know, I think you mentioned it or Jay, you know, if you feel uncomfortable, you're doing it right. And because it's, it's just weird. It's, not, it's the first time a lot of people went through it and... You know, I got a lot of clarity around that as well. And, you know, I start thinking differently and start asking questions that were going to help her make her more comfortable to start answering and asking the, the questions that would bleed into, into her world on the, on the personal side. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch, snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. What happened after the first retreat? What changed for the two of you? I would say what we actually took away from the first retreat was realizing we needed to spend more time communicating on each of our individual goals, just personally. You know, as Matt mentioned, you know, it was very hard for me to wrap my my hands and my eyes around um, the spectrum of, you know, the corporate realm, because we don't really, you know, I'm in the legal profession, so we really don't goal set in that method. So... What I took away was just looking at, okay, well, what's really important to me personally? And what do I want to do in, in five, ten, five years, 10 years? 
And then what does Matt want to do within time personally? And where are we missing the boat necessarily with spending time with each other and really communicating on what we should be communicating on what's important? There's larger goals. So that was my big takeaway from the event. When you, this is one of the biggest fears that we see people have when they do this as a couple is what happens if our goals aren't the same? What if we're not on the same page? Were your goals the same when you went out five, 10 years? Nope. <laughs> so what, what, what does that mean? That means we needed to do a deep dive into getting on one page, looking at, you know, where we need to be. Travel was really important to me. Travel's not that important to Matt. And, you know, I want to live life to its fullest, you know, live your best life. And I want to experience new things, see new places. And Matt really didn't realize what that was. So that really drove us home as to realizing, hey, you know, this is really important, you know, to me. And Matt understand that. And like living somewhere else, the possibility of that, where we're going to be in five years. You know, I didn't realize how that important, how important that was to Matt. So um, we really needed to kind of recheck ourselves and see where to go from there. So it drove home with big conversations. And I think that's that's the point. I think people they feel for some reason that their goals have to be the same, that they have to want the same things. And you don't. It's about having insight into what's really important to the other person. And we all hear marriage is about compromise, right? So where are you going to support your partner? Because that's something that really matters for them. Jay was literally just talking to us about this earlier. And he said, you know, relationships are a lot like a roller coaster. And if you imagine the craziest roller coaster you've ever been on, imagine what it would have been like if you had to do it blindfolded, not knowing when you were going up, not knowing when suddenly you were going to take a dive, not knowing when there were going to be twists and turns. And how would you feel if you had to go on that ride blindfolded? Probably terrible. And that's the way most people in their relationships are because they never have the forum where they can really communicate, hey, this might throw you for a little bit of a twist, but I actually want to live somewhere else. Well, this might throw you for a little bit of a twist. I actually want to travel a bunch. And it's at least having insight into where the turns are going to be so that you can navigate them together because it's a very different experience. Otherwise, you're just whipping that person along in the relationship and wondering why it's not working. Yeah. And, and Jeff, coming from where I spend a lot of my time now and, and obviously in the finances world is, you know, if you know, one of the things that we found out was Melinda wants to travel on her birthday every year and doesn't want to be in the country. That That is not a $2,000 event, um, right? So you have to start planning around that. And, and so, which caused me on the business side, right, to take more action to mm-hmm. now that X amount of dollars has to be implemented every single month to save up to pay for that trip, you know, by August, right? So I love that. It was really good. So fast forward, you did the retreat last year. All of us set our goals with the best of intentions, not knowing the the turn and roller coaster that we were about to be on this year. How did going through this framework help you this year? So looking back and connecting the dots over the last 10 months and when we did our goal setting last year, you know, things had gotten a little bit more clear. I, I, I had really refocused on my health last year. Uh, which was a huge priority. It was my number one priority going into 19. I mentioned I had lost 100 pounds. Being 40 and having success, it's, you know, 30 pounds can come back on 
over time, right? Gradually and then suddenly. And so prior, that was the number one thing. And then going into this year, really making the commitment to uh, turn to my business and re-looked at my relationship with time. I think if I connect the dots, that was the number one thing that I did was I, I had a new relationship. I reevaluated and had a new relationship with time going into this year and just kept my head down, right? It was my number one priority to hit a target uh, this many conversations. And if I hit that many conversations over the first six months, the rest of the math was just going to take over. And frankly, it has. And so as we all pivoted, we all shifted, you know, we all got knocked around the first month three to month still today of 2020, having that framework in play of saying, I commit to these goals, these are the plans. When COVID hit, this is where we shifted. However, the, the plan was in play and uh, it allowed us to really focus on our relationship being shelter in place, quarantined uh, over the last six months. So I think this is, it's easy to graze over this. One domino at a time, you got your health in check. You really shed some destructive behaviors in terms of drinking and gambling. You really focused on your business. You're, you, you transformed your net worth. I know your income is up meaningfully this year when a lot of people are really struggling with that. Talk to us about your relationship. Yeah, so this year we did a, uh, a combination of a you know, we were going through the shelter in place and, you know, caught ourselves just like a lot of people kind of not necessarily in the news, but we were definitely, hey, what television show do you want to watch this week? And you know, you can knock out three seasons in, in four days, right? Um, and we got ourselves caught in that. And it's like, hey, if we were going to have this time, let's go do something together. And so, you know, we took this the 66 day challenge framework. We applied 75 hard. The, the rules and the structure of 75 hard with the with the 66 day challenge and we just set a, a goal to you know have our second workout was going to be with each other right I do one thing Melinda does another however we can come together at six o'clock at night leave our phones and go for a 45 minute walk and we did that for 36 maybe 40 nights where we had 35 to 40 uninterrupted conversations in a row that led to having a significant date every single night for, I would say the last 16 weeks, probably 14 of the last 16 weeks, we've had a, a significant date uh, blocked out on the calendar. Yeah, you said something to me before we pressed record, which was you've had more dates and more real conversations in the last you know, 10 weeks than you've had in like the last 20 years. Yeah, and by that framework and by doing, you know, implementing, you know, 75 hard and it gave us an opportunity just to de-plug as Matt said and just be with each other and talk about anything and everything that was going on so it gave us that opportunity to really connect from a relationship standpoint and I just felt like it brought us a lot closer you know because it is driving us to have more conversations about our everyday occurrences what's going on family you know life in general and TV shows, of course, because you're quarantined. But, you know, in work, it just um, it brought us closer. What I love about it is I think a lot of people going through what we've gone through this year have been in wait and see mode and have gone through quarantine by default rather than by design. 
it's easy to just start watching the TV shows and for you to look at each other and say, what are we really doing here? And how can we line the dominoes up? You know, for those of you who don't know, 75 hard is a it's two workouts a day. It's following a, a diet of your choice, no alcohol. And what else? Really hard. You got to read a book. You have to drink a gallon of water. Um, you have to take a picture every day, which is surprisingly hard. Photo. Your accountability. Is and you do it for 75 straight. Let's say it's not the one thing. But the thing that yeah. I that, that I love is that when you looked at what was on it, you asked, how can we line the dominoes up? We have to work out twice a day. One of them has to be outside. So why not line it up so that one, we do it together. And two, if we go on a walk for what was it, two miles? Yep, two yeah, miles. Over two miles. Two miles. What else happens? The conversation naturally happens. And so this is the idea of how focusing on one thing could actually unleash many things in your life. And I think if we fly up to 10,000 feet in an unprecedented year when a lot of us are facing more challenges than we are used to facing, your wealth is in a very different position. Your health is arguably at a very high level. And your connection is deep and meaningful. And it started because you got clarity as individuals which allowed you to have clarity on how to have the conversations as a partnership, which has made everything else easier or unnecessary. Yeah, I think when, when you look at, if you look back, connect the dots over the last 10 months, uh, 12 months, if you look back to our goal setting, the expansion of time to allow a different perspective to come in and then allow them to do the work enough to where all you have to do is let the work now catch up the the math the it's, it's simply now a math equation on so many different levels what would you say to that person who's watching or listening to this they're very much treading right now they're just trying to keep their head above water there's a lot of uncertainty there might be fear they don't know what the future looks like and they're desperately looking for a lifeline what would you tell them to do? I have this conversation a lot um, because of the, the space that I play in. The number one thing is write everything down and then clear the deck. Acknowledge all of the stuff that you have to do. I know we've done that exercise, your, your roles, right? What are mm -hmm. your roles and who are you accountable to or who you need to account for? And then simply identify what's going to be that role that you, you have to just go all in on. Is it going to be a father? Is it going to be a husband? Is it going to be your an employee as an employee? Is it going to be as a business owner? What is that role that you're going to go do? Um, and then now that you have clarity around, hey, the one thing that I have to go do is I have to go be a better X as a business owner, whether it's a real estate agent, an individual contributor, um, a, an employee, and then build it out from there using the framework of... Of, of simply goal setting to the now. And we'll walk you through how you can do this in the second part. When we talk about the implementation, we'll walk you through what Matt's talking about there. Linda, what would you say to that person? I actually agree with, with Matt. I, I'm very much a paper person. I'm very analytical. So I like to get things on paper. So even when it seems like everything is just coming down on you and you can't get yourself together, it's just about getting organized. And sometimes it's all in your head, so it's taking it from your mm -hmm. head to paper. 
to just put everything out, put a list together and, and see what's the most important, whether it's being like Matt said too, like, you know, whether it's being, you know, a mom, you know, being an employee, working in, you know, corporate space or your business or, you know, fitness, your health, everything else necessarily will follow. But you've got to start with one thing first, because you start with yeah. too many, you're going to be overwhelmed and it's just going to make you completely um, complacent over everything. I would say start with one thing, start with getting it on paper, see what you're actually working with and then tackle it from there. And because I, I, I do use this analogy a lot. We are all reeling from something over the last seven, eight months. Like there's no, you, you can't. However, that is clouding our current lens that we're looking through today. And so I think if you kind of circle it just in, in one sentence is let's take today. We're looking through virtual learning. We're looking through unemployment. We're looking through the social and the political stuff. I think we just have to simply just take off those lens, that lens that we're looking through to where we can actually see past November 3rd. We can see past the holidays. We can see past and that'll allow us to get that bigger perspective where now, now there's nothing here. There's no virtual learning. There's no mud. There's no politics. There's no social. It's just, it's a clear vision of what you want in your, your own eyes. I'm paraphrasing something Gary Keller he said, but don't let short-term circumstances teach you out of your long-term vision. Yeah. Well, for the two of you, thank you so much for for coming on and, and sharing your story. I just I'm very grateful for for both of you and your leadership. Thank you. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you. Jeff. Casey. I've been very excited about this conversation. When I first heard your story, I was just blown away, in which we we featured this in episode 186, but I'll I'll paraphrase it. Um, You've always had this dream of being a corporate attorney and working your way up to partner. And the day that you found out that you were going to be a partner, you also got some other news. What was it? Right. I found out I was pregnant that same day. <laughs> that doesn't throw that didn't but why is why is that a big deal? Oh, you know. I was used to working like fifteen hours a day and all of a sudden I was gonna say, Oh, thanks for the promotion and I'll be taking maternity leave. <laughs> yeah. You fast forward, your your daughter was what, about four months old? And yeah. when you were at work you were feeling guilty because you weren't with her. Mm-hmm. And when you were with her, you were feeling guilty because you hadn't gotten all your work done. And so when you put her down, you're up late at night doing your work, and then you got to feed her in the middle of the night, and then you struggle to sleep. So you look for a book that might just bore you to sleep, and you see something called The One Thing and go, I think that'll work for me. Yeah, (laughs) I did. It looked really boring. (laughs) What was your big aha after reading the book? Yeah, so the book, it really gave me hope. I know we've talked about this a bunch of times, but it, it kind of, I felt like the book gave me permission to stop doing a million things at once and just start doing one thing at a time. This whole concept of not multitasking, I thought that as a mom and a, an attorney and a partner in the firm, that you know, in order to be good at these things, I had to multitask and I actually prided myself on, on being a good multitasker. And so when I read that line about like multitasking is a lie, it's like, wow, that's so true. Because I really was doing a lot of things very 
poorly. And so when I started focusing on just one thing at a time, my whole world changed and it was so dramatic. I mean, it was it was instantaneous. All of a sudden I had a better attitude, I had a better outlook and I started feeling like a success. I started becoming more productive and you know, of course as a lawyer we bill by the hour, so you know, every 6 minutes counts and you know, it, it just changed everything. I started making more money, I started feeling better, I started feeling more healthy. I had a better relationship with my husband because I wasn't feeling resentful about the working and the momming and all the other things and you know, I basically just worshiped that book like like it was my own personal thing and I lived it to its fullest for for about a year and I got really really good at um goal setting and time management and just killing it and then I started sort of preaching it to everybody who would listen <laughs> yeah um and then the, the, the things and if you want to hear deeper about her story go listen to episode 186 because it's truly remarkable but I loved your aha how you were spending 80% of your time on something that only delivered 20% of your comp. And all yeah. you did was flip it, where you started investing 80% of your time in the thing that actually drived 80% of your compensation. So you're right. making more money, working less hours. You started saying no to meetings. You literally gave your assistant carte blanche Empire authority over your calendar. It, and like that just that just changed everything. You fast forward last year, we were together for, for the goal setting retreat and you came with an army of your BFFs. Which, I did. That was that was a fun group of women. I'm curious, how did what you went through last year prepare? Oh, you also came last year um, with a special surprise. Yes, I was pregnant at the goal setting retreat last year. Again, um, <laughs> how did going through that last year prepare you for what was about to come? Yeah. So the first time I was pregnant. I was naively confident because I had no idea what was about to happen. The second time I was pregnant, I was also confident, but because I actually had the skill set to to weather that storm. Of course, I didn't know about COVID. Uh, I didn't know all that was going to happen. I had my daughter um, the month before the shutdown. So that was a little bit of an adjustment. Um, and not something I planned for, obviously. But you know what? Everything was already set up the way it needed to be in order for me to succeed because I had already handed off my calendaring. I had already made rules for how I'm going to spend my time and I'm not going to do more than one non-billable thing in a given day because then I can't meet my productivity goals. Like I had already figured out those things. And so when I was going into the second pregnancy, I had a lot of confidence and I was really, really excited to be able to use this skill set that I learned um, from the one thing and from all of your webinars and your podcasts and the goal setting retreat. But I have to tell you, something really interesting happened at the goal setting retreat that I didn't see coming. I became before the goal setting retreat and over my the course of my journey, I became a little bit of like a goal junkie. I was getting really good at setting goals and I was pretty good at accomplishing them. So I just kept setting more and more and more. And one of the things that we did at the goal setting retreat was to, we started with looking at our values and figuring out what those three core values are. The deck, do you have it? Oh, it's my favorite. I, I took mine home with me and I give it out to other people so that they can figure out their values. But it was funny because I went to the goal setting retreat with a distinct mission of this goal that, a professional goal that I thought I wanted to work on. It was a side project, not my legal career. And as we're figuring out our values, I realized that this new goal I was working on, 
it wasn't in line with my value set at all. And I was like, well, yes, I can, I can set a plan and I can accomplish this goal, but I don't think that it's going to like fulfill me because it's not really in line with my values. And that was like such an aha moment for me. So I spent a lot of time working with my friends at the goal setting retreat on their goals and talking about, you know, my personal goals, but I kind of put the professional goals on, on, on the sidelines. And when I got home and I really thought about it, I realized that in this season of my life, getting ready to have my second child and having a very well established and, you know, profitable career, I, I had to give myself permission to put professional goals on hold for a little while and focus on personal goals. And I had no idea that I was going to do that until after I left that goal setting retreat. So that was really, really interesting for me. What were your values? Personal fulfillment, which sounds very narcissistic, but it's just, it is what it is. Financial stability and family. This has been one of the themes that over and over people just say, even as an individual, like once I got clear on what my values were, I had so much clarity and direction and real purpose. And for the couples that were in the room, the moment they saw what their significant other's values were, all of a sudden they understood them on such a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And the reason this matters, folks, is because we're not always clear what we should be saying yes to and what we should be saying no to. Sometimes we say yes to things because it's shiny and it looks attractive, but it can actually be a distraction from what actually matters most. And I'll use Mm -hmm. Jay as an example. His are um, family, impact, and abundance in that order. And when new opportunities pop up, if it is not a nine out of 10 on family, impact, and abundance, it's an effortless no. Doesn't even have to think about it. What I love you sh- that you shared, Casey, is when you suddenly got clear on the values, you started looking at those goals and actually not looking at them as shiny opportunities, but actually for what they were. Distractions. Distractions. Yep. You now have two young kids. Mm-hmm. You're a partner in a law firm. You bill in six-minute increments. <laughs> I do. What the? A lot of us have been struggling with how do you do a great job as a professional while having kids at home because time blocking kind of goes out the window. What's that look like? So I think first and foremost, especially in this current season of my life, I have a seven-month-old and a four-year-old. I'm still nursing. My daughter needs me. She's very needy. Both of my daughters need me. I have to be patient and I have to be nice to myself. And that's first and foremost. And I haven't always been good at that. But this season of my life is not about professional growth. 2020 is not about professional growth for me. And that's okay because my priority this year is my family and keeping us all safe and healthy. Now, that's not to say I'm going to blow off my career because my career is very important to me. But I've also earned the right and all with all the work I've done in the past to put it a little bit on the back burner and move my family ahead of it for this year while I focus on that on that first priority. That being said, you know, I still work a nine hour day every day. I still prioritize family time. I still take my clients' calls. I still am very good about calendaring and making sure that, you know, I'm accomplishing the one goal that I set for each day, which is something I've always done. I think I talked about that in the podcast too. But for this season of my life, my professional growth, it's it's got to be number two. And so my goal for this year professionally is to maintain what I've already created and grow in the family sense. Now, 
I'm nearing the end of that. We've got the goal setting retreat coming up in November. I'm so excited because I'm still, I'm still working with my team. We are still um, meeting. We meet. So these ladies that I went to the goal setting retreat with, we were all you know avid fans of the book, and we have continued to meet since the last conference on a weekly basis. We have a call every week, and then we do quarterly retreats. The last one was in a pool. It was very fun. <laughs> And um, so we're going to do it again. Come on now. (laughs) So we're doing it again in November. And I'm so excited because now that, you know, I've had my child and we're kind of moving on to next year, I can start thinking about professional goals again. And I'm so excited to do it because I gave it the rest and I gave attention to the other things that we're deserving. So in November, I will be sitting down with my girls, with my one thing planner, and I will be planning out professional goals for 2021. Can't wait. I love that. You know, for for us, the the events have always been about coming together as a community, empowering each other, encouraging each other. And uh, I think you represent that really well. You know, a lot of people came with a significant other. A lot of people came as individuals and people have started to, whether it's bringing their team professionally or whether it's their their core group of, of friends, you know, no one succeeds alone. And what I love is that you took it as a springboard to say, all right, now how do we hold each other accountable mm-hmm. and, and have a relationship with our goals while also nurturing our relationship with each other? And I just yeah, it's been awesome. so interesting. Like It just sort of naturally um, evolved into that. So we were all friends. We all networked together. We don't work together. We all have separate jobs. We're all entrepreneurs. We all own a business separately. And we so we have some some common goals and some common themes, but we all do different things. We're in different industries, but having the camaraderie of like your friends who are, you know, similarly thinking, oh, it's amazing. We're like a board of directors for each other. So if somebody has an issue, we jump on that call. We you know we all help each other out, and it's been it's been unbelievable. But the first time we ever did that was the goal setting retreat. Like we knew each other, but that was the first time we all came together as a group. That's awesome. And folks, you know, this year, while we can't meet in person, we it, it did create an opportunity, which is to facilitate it virtually. And we have learned that we can do things as well, if not even better virtually than when we did in person. And we're going to walk through what that looks like here in a few minutes. So um, Casey, my, my, my final question for you is talk to that person who, like I said before, they're, they're, they're treading, they're keeping their head above water. They're not really clear about what the future looks like. They're looking for the lifeline. What's one thing they can do? Figure out what your values are. Hmm. Start there. Find out who you are. Be kind to yourself. Be patient. It takes some time. I talked a little bit about this once before about finding your purpose in life. Hmm. It took me, I think it was about five months to figure out what my purpose was. And I worked really, really hard at, and it's sort of dictated and guided me in, in everything. My purpose is to be a role model. But I think if you don't know where you're going, if you don't know what you're doing, if you have 15 goals and you feel like you're failing at all of them, start inside. Figure out what's important. Figure out which of your seven circles you want to look at first because you can't look at all of them at the same time. So pick one. Start with one one thing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, uh, Casey, I, I very sincerely am so grateful for you and for coming on and sharing your story. I love everything that you're doing. And I I wouldn't be surprised if by being a family woman with a business versus a businesswoman with a family, 
that this ends up being a far more rich year for you overall. It already has been actually. Yep. Yep. That's really cool. Thank you. So folks, um, I, I said at the beginning that this webinar was going to be divided into two. It was going to be the interview section and then the implementation section. We are very much in the business of time and, and we want to make sure that everything we do is about helping you invest your time. If, um, if you're not interested in how do we implement this this year, now would be the time to take your time back and go invest it in something else. Um, and you are absolutely welcome to do that. And for those of you, if you want us to walk you through how you put this into practice, what does it actually look like to get clarity in your core values? Like Matt and Melinda were talking about, what does it look like to look at your roles and identify which one it is? How do we, what does the real goal setting framework look like that we go through in this retreat? And how can you actually attend the virtual retreat if it's something you want to do? That's what we're going to be covering. So let's dive in. I think first and foremost, we just have to acknowledge and give ourselves some grace that we're all facing new challenges this year. You know, for, for a lot of us, I know for me personally going into this, I really started to fall behind when it came to, to health. Um, all of your routines have been disrupted, um, whether it's eating, whether it's exercise, sleep, stress. And if you're struggling to take care of yourself and feeling guilty about doing it, it's okay. And it's time to make a change. The next thing is to acknowledge that a lot of relationships have been strained. I mean, God, let's be honest. These are unprecedented times. We, we are not clear about what the future looks like. And a lot of us are enduring more stress than we're used to. And that can really make it challenging to have the conversations with the people that we need to. Here's the problem. If you can't have productive conversations with those people, over time, what happens to your relationship? It gets worse. I know a lot of us, finances has been rocked. Um, some of you may be questioning the security of your job. Some of you might have lost your job or actually had to take a step back in income. And the problem is, it's not like your fixed expenses changed that much. And you might be asking the question, how the heck do you manage a budget with so much uncertainty going on? All of us have had to figure out how to work remotely. And the problem we presented here is that it's really tough to ensure everybody is clear on what they need to focus on when you can't just walk over and tap them on the shoulder. And for those of us who are leaders, it's really challenging to, to have accountability when we don't have visibility into what people are doing. And then finally, I mean, Casey, you know, she and I are very much in the same boat. For those of us who have kids at home, trying to figure out how do we do our jobs while also taking care of our kids at home, whether they're itty bitties or whether we're all of a sudden having to homeschool. And when it comes to this, uh, if you are not prepared, if you do not stop and put a plan in place for this, this will just be another thing that happened to you that you weren't prepared for. Jay and I were, were talking about this the other day, and he said something that was pretty direct. And I'm going to share it with you because I, th I think it matters. But he said, no one's coming to rescue you. There's no policy, no quarantine, no vaccine that's going to decide your future. You will. And this means that instead of waiting for light at the end of the tunnel and someone else to show you the path forward, you're better off just making the decision that you are going to succeed anyways and putting a plan in place to make it happen. So if you're unsure of how the heck you're going to get your health back in check, it's time to pause and think it through and put a plan in place. If you're unsure how you're going to manage your finances and what that's going to look like, it's time to get in the driver's seat and put a plan in place. If you're unsure what, how to do your job while also getting your kids the education that they need, 
it's time to take back control and put that plan in place. I think the thing that we all have to ask and search for an answer on is what's really at stake if we don't. Imagine what your health looks like at the end of next year if you don't put that plan in place. How are you going to feel? Imagine what your finances are going to look like if you don't take control of what you can control. How will that affect your level of security? Imagine what your relationships are going to look like if you don't figure out how to have the conversations that you know you've been needing to have, but just didn't know where to start. What will your job look like if you don't get clarity and alignment while you're apart? And what's the cost to your kids if you don't figure out a way to really support them while they're in limbo with schools opening? We all have an opportunity right now to, to write our own story. And the thing that Jay asked me is he, he said, you know, what's the story that you want to write about this time? And it really made me think, you know, when I when it, fast forward, imagining Amy and I sitting down five, 10 years from now, reflecting on this time, what's the story we want to tell? What's the story you want to tell? Will this be a time when life happened to you? Or will this be a crazy time that you took control of? And you emerged even stronger as a partner, as a parent, as a business person, as a wealth builder. You get to write your story based on how you behave right now. And if you do not put a plan in place, somebody else is going to write it for you. It's why, it's why Jay said that the right course of action is a small investment in a simple process that'll give you great clarity. Because having clarity is the one thing that gives you a path through the uncertainty. And folks, this is why we are just, we're so excited to invite you to the one thing goal setting retreats that we're going to be having coming up. This is how you implement all of this stuff. For the past three years, this has been a transformational in-person experience where couples, teams, individuals, and Casey and her girls came so that they could think big. They could cast a vision for their future and build a roadmap to make their dreams possible. And this year, you won't need to get on a plane or for, for some of you like my wife, shiver in a conference room or battle one of those tiny little hair dryers to make sure that this next year is an unprecedented success for you. We're bringing this experience directly to you wherever you are with our very first ever virtual goal setting retreat. So come November, if you want, you can throw on your pajamas, you can cuddle up on the couch, you can get your favorite coffee mug and get ready because over two weekends, we're gonna pack it with actionable strategic training that'll help you do them more than just set your goals, but learn how to achieve them. On November 14th and 15th, we are doing a retreat specifically for couples. It is the one thing couples goal setting retreat. The following weekend is the one thing goal setting retreat for individuals and teams. And by the end of this retreat, you're going to have real clarity on a direction for your life. So you can start to live by design and not by default. I love what Matt said. This is We're going to help you take those lenses off of all the stuff that's going on right now and objectively cast a vision for the future. And then you're going to get clarity on your goals for the next year that are within your control and how those goals line up with that bigger vision for your life. You'll know exactly where you need support from others to achieve your goals. And you're going to learn how to have those conversations that maybe... You've never known how to have. You're going to discover the simple things you can do each week moving forward next year so that you can actually feel like you're on track to achieve your goals and 
you're going to discover what your top three core values are and how they can bring purpose to what you do. We're also going to learn very detailed how to put a plan in place so that your key relationships get, get stronger and not more strained. You're going to learn the simple things you can do to build wealth over time. Jay and Wendy, we were just talking about it today. They were, they're so excited to bring this to you guys. You're going to put a plan that'll, that'll help you know what you need to focus on each week so you can confidently feel like you're on track for your goals. You'll figure out how to get your health back. And for those parents out there, this is an opportunity for you to put a plan in place to support your kids while they're homeschooling. Now, there's four ways that you can join us this year. Um, First is, and this is under the number one column, it's our master course only option. This will grant you access. We have a thing called a one thing goal setting master course. And when you sign up for this, you get access to this master course for the rest of the year. This will allow you to pick a date that works for you between now and the end of the year to have your retreat. And all you have to do is fire up your computer, press play, and the modules will literally facilitate your retreat for you on demand. The second way, and this is under the number two column, is you sign up as general admission. This will give you access to the One Thing Goal Setting Master Course for the rest of the year. But on top of that, you're going to get tickets to both of the virtual goal setting retreats, the couples one and the one for individuals and teams, as well as we're going to get you uh, the digital swag. The third option is for those of you who really want to go all in for a VIP experience. VIP gets everything that general admission gets, as well as instead of access to the master course for the year, they get it for life. You will own this for the life of the course. What this means is that you can use the course every single year at no additional charge. You're also going to get our our, our physical swag sent to you, which we were just having a meeting about this. It's going to be awesome. And one of the things that we facilitate that's extremely valuable is we have masterminds that are exclusive for VIP that happens the weekends of the retreat. So you'll get access to that as well. We do have limited space on the VIP and we do expect it to sell out. The fourth way is as an annual member of our Living Your One Thing community. For those of you who are currently annual members, if you get to come as general admission for free, you already get to come. And this is our way of just saying thank you so much for making a commitment to living the one thing over the course of the year. And we are so excited to work with you. If you are not yet a member, you can choose this option and get all the things that come with general admission plus you will get the ongoing support for a full year after the retreat to help you achieve your goals and live the one thing. And specifically, what this means is that you get access to all of our foundational courses to help you understand the principles of the one thing, to create your 411, to create your GPS. You'll also be able to participate every month. We have group coaching calls where we provide targeted guidance on how where you need to be focusing each month, as well as how to top grade your 411. You'll get access to a private community so you can collaborate with other members and we are working with a lot of our certified ambassadors right now who are going to start helping our members identify their one thing if they need help, if they need help top grading their 411 or their GPS, that'll be part of it too. I will say we've been watching the numbers come in. About 40% of the people who have signed up for the retreat this year have chosen the living your one thing option just because it's it's such a crazy value. So let me walk you through everything that's included in the master course. First, it really helps you prepare for the retreat so you have everything you need to be successful and to get in the right mindset. So you can see all the modules right here. Then it helps you establish your foundation. So you identify where your baseline is right now. We walk you through the framework of how billionaires set goals. We'll challenge you to think bigger and imagine the person that you want to become. You'll look at your most important relationships when it comes to wealth and understand where you need to focus this next year. Then we'll walk you through the goal setting to the now framework. So 
What does it look like to cast a someday vision, set five-year goals, one-year goals? And finally, we'll help you establish your plan with the GPS, the 411, time blocking, and the planner. So this is something that uh, Wendy said. She said, you know, the, the one thing that's made so much success in our life possible is the goal setting that Jay and I do every single year. Never underestimate the power of being on the same page. And I've got a good friend, Jeff Gray, who, who said that living the one thing has really altered the course for his life. Today, he's providing for his family, both financially and emotionally, at a higher level than ever before. Uh, here's the thing, folks. We very much are in the business of helping you make the most efficient use of your time. I remember Gary saying, there, there's no amount of money that we can make that warrants undermining trust with you, which is why, especially in a year like this, we want to make a promise to you, which is we're so confident that this event will have a profound impact on your ability to set a vision for your life and execute on it, that we are backing it with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Here's what this means. If you make the investment in yourself, you show up, you do the work, if it just doesn't meet your expectations, you email us at events at the one thing and we will give you your money back. We have never done this before. Um, and we also understand that these are unprecedented times. And if you want to attend, but you genuinely have concerns about what your finances are going to look like, we really want to be your partner. So if that's the case, we want you to feel comfortable signing up now so that you can actually lock in your savings. And if something changes when it comes to your finances, just email us at events at the one thing.com. Let us know that your finances have changed and we'll refund your investment. No questions asked. We would rather you make the commitment to yourself at the lowest price possible and allow us to support you if your situation changes and if you can't attend. Thanks for listening to The One Thing Podcast. If you're new to the show, click the follow button so episodes will be automatically downloaded to your device. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review. By doing so, you help us to reach more people and achieve our one thing, helping people achieve extraordinary results. I'm Sarah Hendricks, and we look forward to investing time with you next week.